Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast, episode 38, a uh, spontaneous episode this time around, uh, another round of uh, Instagram live stories. This episode was recorded on Thursday, May 24th, 2018, a uh, simple episode, uh, just checking in with you guys uh, with, uh, as always, the energy of uh, gratitude, um, spontaneous reflection. Um, just taking into the positivity and recognition of um, moving forward, building our progress continuously, and learning to accept our fellow man uh, with our various differences and uh, you know frailties and misunderstandings. A couple of uh, you know stories and uh, personal anecdotes that uh, basically I've been wrestling with, or you know just thinking about over the past couple of days and weeks and months, and uh, you know just me like, you know reaching out to you guys and connecting as uh, you know as I always try to do in the best way that I can. So episode 38, let's get into this for waking the awesome. Let's do this. I want to thank everybody for being here. Um, sorry I haven't been on the live for a while and um, I didn't know if I was going to do another live because I have to be very transparent in telling people that I don't often, even though I am a photographer, I, <laughs> it's really weird to, um, to actually be on the other side of the camera. Even though I don't mind, you know, being open and vulnerable with you guys, it's just always weird and sometimes, you know, you just never know or feel comfortable until what you're going to talk about. But, you know, you guys have been very encouraging and very supportive in terms of, you know, um, a lot of people have been DMing me about, DMing me about, you know, when's the live, next live and then when's the next live. So, as always, it's me tipping my hat off uh, in thanks and gratitude and recognition for you guys' support and involvement and uh, thanking you for, uh, you know, for just for checking in. Um, also... Uh, really also thanking you guys because uh, I also got a lot of good uh, feedback and a lot of good uh, support regarding the last episode, um, the most previously broadcasted episode, a uh, quick analogy of the mountain and um, the, uh, the analogy for me, at least in terms of the importance of the Spartan race and what it meant to me individually, not just as an athlete, as, uh, as an individual you know, and as an as an overall, you know, seeker of awesomeness, because as whimsical as it sounded, because uh, a lot of people thought like, man, you're really pushing this hard. Well, you know, you have to make some meaning out of life, right? Because when you get asked a question in any form of enterprise that's taken on with um, a certain amount of dedication and commitment and passion and involvement and focus is always going to be questioned by people outside of that, you know, frame of mind as you're crazy or why do you do this to yourself because as always a lot of times you know you'll get asked the question no matter what you're doing not just a spartan race anything that you are wholeheartedly committed to and you cannot explain your your motivation at that point to people who are not in that mindset it's you're always going to be met with that you know raised eyebrow of questioning by other people not in condescension sometimes yes but not always but just in terms of questioning and interrogation and people having to ask you, why are you doing this? Why are you undertaking this? And why are you doing this? So it's always, it's not a bad thing, but you always got to be ready and willing to understand that it's okay if other people don't understand what you're going through. And that's perfectly okay. Um, so, oh, hey, Ludo uh, Kine just, uh, just joined us. Hi, hi, hi to you. Um, one thing I did want to actually share in that and something I wanted to close out with but I didn't 
that it's important to always tell yourself that we are always a work in progress. And just like those stages, you know, the 5K, the 15K, the 25K, you can always tell yourself that, you know, when I started out, I did a 15K. And for me, it was the most extraordinary thing ever. And I never thought to myself I would ever do the 25K. I had no interest in doing it until you ask yourself, why not? And then just at that moment where you tell yourself, why not? If, you, if you're committed enough, if you're focused enough, and if you're dedicated enough, and if you're crazy enough, you'll actually surprise yourself into what you can actually accomplish. Just as long as you take away the mental barriers, the quote-unquote mental barriers of, you know, self-doubt, of uh, fear, of uh, uncertainty, and of, you know, self-doubt, and, you know, just being your own worst enemy in terms of how you can go about accomplishing certain things and what people are going to think about you and what you can actually bring out of yourself. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be, you know, a little bit jittery. And it's okay to have, you know, certain expectations of both success and difficulties. But in no way does that mean that you're actually incapable of achieving you know, the first stage is a 5K. I thought, you know, okay, let me go intermediate. And some people say that the 5K is the hardest thing that they've ever done in their life. And no way and nowhere and no how did I ever think that I would ever achieve a trifecta. I still think of trifecta people as crazy people until I accomplish one. I'm like, you know what? And this is not even being cocky. It's very confident. And I look back at last year's season. I'm just like, huh, I could have done another one, you know? type of thing. And um, a lot of friends have asked me, like, why aren't you running this year? I did answer that on the podcast, so I'm just going to, like, you know, stretch it out a little bit. There's both the aspect of, um, you know, I just took a breather right now, both physically and uh, mentally. And like I was saying, I don't believe in doing things half-assed in any way. And I'm that kind of an individual. Well, I'm very laser-focused when it comes to my interests. You know, that's how I took up photography. That's how I took up my love for comic books. Uh, that's how I took up my love for podcasting. Um, so I don't believe doing anything by half measures. So for me, it's very important to know where my interests and priorities lie. Um, a lot of my friends think, oh, you know, you just gave up on yourself. It's like, no, I didn't give up, you know. But for this time around, for this year, for 2018, let's just say I'm semi-retired. I'm just like, okay, I'm just taking a breather right now. I'm still staying active, you know, just doing a bunch of exercises either at the gym or at home. And staying after this, because come on, I've got two young kids. How, you know, how sedentary can actually be? But as far as the racing concerned, I'm like, um, I didn't feel, you know, that fire inside of me that says, like, you know, you actually should. And a lot of people come back to me saying, well, you can only do by doing. So, you know, just get up, sign up and go. But, you know, I didn't feel like just like jumping into it just for the sake of it. You know, I'll definitely be back next year. And that's definitely something that I'll definitely put passion, which is why, you know, just still comparing and still making the same analogy um, I'm just really concerned, you know, I'm ju I just really stay focused on the fact that, you know, you should actually put your energy, your interest, and your attention where your priorities lie. If you know your priorities are not there, don't waste your time or effort or thought process or energy trying to make something happen that you don't want, you know. I'm still very passionate about it, and I'll definitely go about it next year. Um, what is, did I have, what did I want to talk to you guys about? A very fun story that happened this week and I think this is very interesting and it's it's not funny 
and it wasn't fun when it happened. It's just weird how these things happen. And brace yourselves because there's going to be a question at the end. And feel free to comment, but not judge. I don't need judgment. I just need commentary and reflection. So here goes. Midday, around lunchtime, um, I was, uh, because, you know, in the parallel life during the day, I work for a construction company, right? Um, so sometimes I work both in the office and on the field. So on this particular day, I just came up from a job site. And I stopped by, uh, you know, the local coffee shop. Uh, basically, the, the um, local Canadian coffee chain called Tim Hortons. So I stopped at the local Tim Hortons to, you know, just get a quick lunch. You know, just grab a sandwich, grab a coffee, and, you know, just, you know, be on my way out. So you guys really need to visualize this. This is very important. So you walk in, and there are two cash registers, right? Everybody's being funneled this way, towards the right, okay? Everybody orders here. Turn to the left, go pick up your order, right? Great. This is lunchtime. It is full. The place is full. It's not a problem. So um, so here I am waiting, like maybe four or five people ahead of me. Not a problem. Other cash register is also handling the drive-thru, and he's also making the drinks and everything. He's obviously a young guy, new recruit. You see it on his face. He's really trying to do his best, like trying to keep up with, you know, the lunchtime pace. Okay. Now, as I said, the other, reg- other register is closed. So now, dude finishes serving at the drive-thru, comes back to the register, opens it up, and signals me to show up, like, next please. Like, sure, you can come over. Fine. He signals me to come over. Great. As I'm walking towards, little girl, who's actually, you know, had a problem with her, her sandwich or whatever, you know, shows up. I'm like, sir, could you please fix this? Not a problem. It's like, we're talking like, you know, five or seven years old. Fine. Like, please, go ahead. Not a problem. It's like, you know, do, do you. Not a problem. I'm not in a rush. Great. So I'm waiting. And so he's, you know, young guy is actually serving her, like taking care of her sandwich and everything. And like I said, he's still in the rush of the drive-thru and everything. Now I'm just waiting. Anybody who knows me, no, I'm not the most, you know, volcanic customer or patron whatsoever. I'm a very, I love everybody, you know, and I'm not just saying that. I really am, you know. There are worse things going on in life than waiting for your order. Great. So as I'm thinking about this, like, you know, I, t- I, I got time. It's not a problem. I hear this guy tell me, my friend, the line is over here. And I looked to my right, the line I was just in, this dude that was in the line, obviously came in after me, is like, you're, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in this line, in terms of like, you know, re-signaling me back to the initial line where I was. And I'm like, sir, and I tried to explain very politely, sir, um, this gentleman just opened the new register. He signaled me to come over. I'm waiting for this young lady who had a problem with a sandwich. He'll be right with me. And young dude, finished with the girl, is taking care of the drive-thru, coming back. Like I said, this is the lunchtime rush. I'm okay. But the dude is adamant. You, you're supposed to be in the back of the line. You need to go in the back of the line. You're not supposed to be over there. You're, just, you're cutting in the line. It's like, what am I cutting exactly? Sir... I'm waiting for this gentleman to serve me. And he's talking like, look at him. He's at the drive-thru. Like, he's not, ser- he's not serving you. He's not serving you. You're just cutting the line. You need to go back in the back of the line. And he's raising his voice at me. And I'm very calm. Like, sir, I'm waiting for this gentleman to take my order. He's taking care of this little girl's sandwich. I'm just waiting for my order, if you don't mind. And he's, for the fourth time, he said, he's not serving you. I don't know why you're cutting the line. You just came in and you went, th-. like... 
I took a breather. And I'm like, sir, would you like my spot? And he's like, no, you need to get back in the light, sir. And I raised my voice just one notch. And I'm like, sir, would, and I, you know, I pull a hold at my hands and I'm motioning in front of me. Like I take a step back and I'm clearing a space in front of me. Sir, would you like my spot? Because if it will end in any way, if it will any way assist into closing out this ridiculous conversation, I will gladly give you my spot. Would you like my spot, sir? And he looks at me and he sees I'm dead serious. And I change my tone. He says it on my face and I'm dead serious. Like either you take my spot or you shut up about it, dude. Because this conversation is not going to end well if you keep going. He's like, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't want your spot. I don't want your spot. But you, you know, you, you're supposed to be in the back of the line. It's like, would you like my spot, sir? I will gladly leave you my spot. Suffice to say, he did not take my spot. And when young guy, server dude, actually came back to the register, because he had overheard the conversation, he felt really bad, because, you know, he understood that, you know, he had signaled me and this caused this entire situation. He's like, sir, I'm really sorry. You know, it's like, I told him, dude, you're obviously in the, in the lunchtime rush. It's okay. It's not your fault. It's okay. You're right. So got my order. Let's just say that it made the, um, see, I'm just talking about this, you know, and it's really making me a little bit edgy. So I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I feel my, you know, my breathing just accelerating. But um, suffice to say that was a very unpleasant uh, lunch order. But it got me thinking, like, really? I'm like, really? And is this, again, the type of mentality that we're going through right now? And I didn't think much about it. No, I actually did. <laughs> to the point where I came home and I told the story to my wife. And I'm like, you know what? It's unfortunate that all it takes is one excuse of misunderstanding assumption, interpretation, and neglectful judgment. And this is how wars start. This is how, this is what discrimination is built on. This is how, you know, social injustice prevails. Just based on, you know, lack of communication, lack of respect, and just plain disregard for common decency. And it's unfortunate that this stuff keeps happening because it's not getting better, guys. And it's just one out of many examples. And this is just one afternoon. And I'm talking about this whole situation happened in the span of like 10 minutes. Now multiply that by years and years. And depending on where you grew up or what society you come from, it's crazy, you know. For better or for worse, people lose their lives over this. Families break up over this, you know, people get, you know, unfortunately go to the wrong end of human decency because of this. And it's unfortunate that this is the reality. That was my reaction. I took my order and I left. I was going to stay and sit down and eat, but I'm like, you know what? This, this bubble is a little bit too much for me right now. So I went back to my car, took a breather, actually drove around as I ate my lunch back to the office. But 
again, I'm not asking, okay, I should have done this, or I'm not saying, like, you know, this person was wrong, or this person was wrong. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I don't know why the gentleman acted that way. But that's what happened. And here I am asking myself, like, okay, what could I have done? Or this is me asking you, because it doesn't matter. The past is in the past. I'm really, really big about that. You can't do, you can't act on the past because it's gone. You can't act on the future because it's not here yet. All you can do is hang on to the present and focus on the present and focus on the now. So I'm more than curious than you guys, like, you know, either via email or, you know, DM me or just like, you know, just let me know what would you have done or, you know, what would you think would be a motivation for someone to be so adamant about, you know, just somebody's person in line. It's like, okay, supermarkets or the roller coaster, like whatever, like seriously, your biggest issue right now in your life right now is somebody in the line at the coffee shop. Like talk about lack of priorities right now, but that's just me passing judgment. That was my reality. That was my moment. But Hey, what do you want? Okay. And these are things that unfortunately, when I lay to bed at night, I have to ask myself, you know, there's absolutely no way I can shield my children from this because I'm not sure if you guys have been following current events, but the world is pretty messed up right now. And a lot of very unpleasant realities are coming up to light. And these are things that even more so that we have to arm our children for, for, you know, for the greater good of their well-being, because these are realities that are going to have smack dab in the face. Wherever you, who you are, what creed, what religion, what gender, we have to arm our children. It's not just in North America. It's all across the world. These are very important issues that cannot be swept under the rug, that cannot just be ignored as a passing thought, and that cannot be joked around. As unpleasant as it is, you need to have these important conversations, tell ourselves, okay, we always tell ourselves we need to arm our children to be the better, better, better citizens, better people, better individuals than we were, and to have better shields than actually we did, but they're not, they can't prevent them from having, you know, this reality thrust in their face it's impossible and i have to you know make peace with that in terms of our children are going to be exposed to this sooner than we have that's that's the unfortunate part as well with all this exposure and all this connection and all this prevalence of information that's the gift and the curse of information right now we're all connected and yes we are all connected it's all coming to light so we got to be strong uh, we got to be courageous and, uh, you know, we have to be as much as we can. We have to be patient and as cheesy as it sounds, as philosophical as it sounds, we have to give love because uh, love, as always, as cheesy as it sounds, you wouldn't think so, but it is, you know, the more love you give, the more seeds of that, you know, that precious treasure that you sow, you pretty much have a good chance, you know, going forward because they can only give what they have. And if you give them love and love is what they're going to give back. It's not always true for everyone. We're all built differently, but that's also the beautiful part of, you know, being part of this earth and this reality. I'm being very philosophical right now. Coffee. Yes, I'm having coffee. Um, so what else? That was one story. And somebody keep me accountable because last recording, I just like went off the rails and just basically I did not take into account that there's a one hour time limit <laughs> on these live stories. So I'm also keeping myself accountable. So if you guys like see me hit like, you know, a 30 minute mark, let me know. Um, 
what else was precious uh, about this week, about the past couple of weeks? Um, someone hit me up on Twitter about um, the fact that we often put ourselves into a corner of both creativity and productivity. And this is a person, I'm not going to name names, but this is a person who admitted that they um, were doing poetry and writing for a really long time, but just personally, you know, journaling and everything. But for the longest time, just have wanted to basically promote their work out there, you know, via blog or text or quotes and everything. But they never got the guts to actually do it. And they reached out to me and thanked me. Um, that's always very touching. I'm not looking for that, but when you know that, and this is as simple as it sounds, but it's really true. If you can actually make one person smile, if you can actually bring positivity to one person in this earth, chances are you did a really good job. Okay, because in this multi multiverse of people and this connection that we share, it's cool to know that you know you can actually impact one person. And impact is a lot better than fame because you know I can think of a lot of people that impacted me which I never met again or never saw again. But being famous, you know, is just one passing frenzy. It's like a drug. You know, fame fame is here and gone tomorrow. So it was really nice to hear that um, and this is an actual truth and remind yourself this guys, because this is something that a lot of people wrestle with in terms of if you feel something in your gut, you know, and I'm just going to take a quote from sister act when Whoopi Goldberg's character was talking to Lauren Hill's character was talking about singing. And, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about singing and you're writing about singing and you're talking about singing and you can, if you wake up in the morning and you can only think of singing first, then you're a singer. And I'm just going to extend on that and extrapolate by saying like, okay, you don't need a record deal. You don't need an agent. You don't need, you know, 10 million fans, you know. If this is what you want to do, then that is you who you are. And you're not just one thing. And it's okay. You have a, you know, a multitude of things you're good at. And there's a multitude of things you love. And that's okay. You know? I'm a father. I'm a photographer. I'm a husband. I'm a blogger. I'm a podcaster. You know, I'm an OCR racer. I'm an athlete. I do a lot of things. And because there are a lot of things I'm good at. I'm a movie enthusiast, which you can check, you know, my collection here. But my wife is really happy that I stopped my addiction. So, yeah, it's first, it's, a, it's important. It's important to, you know, thank you, Uri. Very good. You really need to be your first fan. And you need to know that you do, first of all, I, the word is authentic. That's what I was trying to get at. You need to remain authentic. If this is something you want to do for you, you know, that is the only validation that you need. And this person was telling me, like, you know, you going out into the world and launching these episodes, you know, day in and day out, no matter what, and I'm not looking for recognition, I'm not looking for likes, it's appreciated because I put in a lot of love and, you know, dedication towards every single one of these episodes. And for me, it's essential, you know, to know that I put in my best and most honest work out there, you know. But and my wife will tell you, like, you know, I take this very seriously. You know, I advise her in the beginning of the week. I let her know, like, babe, I'm going to be recording this week. Or like, you know, if I'm late at night, I'm in the basement. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm working. I'm working. She knows, like, you know what? She needs to give me this creative space. 
And at the same time, it's a delicate balance of being, you know, both, you know, a husband and dedicating, but it's important. Hi, Mel. Yes, salt and pepper. For anybody, like, you know, just catching this on the audio, um, a lot of people are realizing I'm getting a lot of gray hair. Yeah, I'm, gr I'm graying up, a lot of maturity. So it's important to actually love what you do and do what you love. And I'm not saying, you know, quit your day job. That's another chapter for another topic for another day. I'm just saying about not being afraid of, you know, not having the perfect post or not having the perfect content or not having the most excellent picture or not having the appropriate platform. I don't care anymore. I let go of that insecurity a really long time ago and really focused on being me for me by me. And that's the first thing. And if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, I shut this down. And if I don't like the episode it's going to put out, I'm not going to put it out. But if I'm okay with it and it's in the can and I'm good, I'm going to push it out. Whether it's a blog post, whether it's an episode for this podcast, it's a labor of love. So if you're a blogger, if you're a writer, if you're a photographer, if you're a singer, if you're a makeup artist, if you're a baker, if this is something that you love and enjoy, you don't need to be an expert. Expertise happens with time and experience. If you're trying to be famous and viral, that's on you, okay? Because I'm sorry, individuality and, and, you know, just singularity is gone and dead. You can only do your own thing. Of course, nobody else can do you but you, and that is your greatest gift and your greatest asset. But pretty much, um, a lot of people have been there before you. So, you know, take up the experience, take up the connection, take up the mentorship, but don't try to be an innovator. That's my interpretation. You can actually do you. Nobody else can do you but you. Focus on that. And that's why you could actually know, don't let yourself be bogged down by, am I good enough? What, val what more validation do you need than yourself? Are you happy with it? Are you happy with it? Are you happy with it? I even you know, tell, tell that to people all the time. What do you think? I know what I think, but I really care first and foremost what you think. And if you're happy with what you do, you don't need anybody else's motivation. If it impacts or resonates with other people, that is great. That is great, you know? And it's okay if people don't like you because, you know, you can't please everybody. Also let go of that illusion that you're actually going to sit down and actually connect and, you know, just mess up and just like, it's okay. It's okay to fall flat on your face. It is okay. It is okay. Michael Bay still makes money off Transformers movies. But hey... They have their fans, and it's okay. Accept yourself, love yourself, and do you for you, by you, all right? Um, I'm sorry, that got really intense there for a second. Um, I'm not going to take too long, guys. It's a beautiful thing to realize that life is not simple, but life remains precious. And I realized that, as my wife was telling me um, just yesterday, you've been doing a lot of reflection, a lot of um, contemplation in terms of thinking about the past and where you've gone. Yes, I do that, because to focus on where I'm going, I have to make sure that I'm not repeating the same patterns, that I am aware that certain emotions and certain circumstances are familiar to me. And when I fall into that you know, category of emotions or stress or whatever, that I have the baggage to actually, you know, change the pattern or change the dynamic or react differently. And there's a lot, that's what you call mindfulness, I guess. 
But at the same time, you also need to be grateful for um, where you are. And that's a common recurring thing for me these days uh, over the past couple of months is being grateful for uh, my family, being grateful for my health, uh, being grateful for what I have, not just what I want. And, you know, it's important to seek, you know, the next chapter and to try to do better and try to, you know, to exceed, exceed to the next level. But it's also important to appreciate and recognize and acknowledge everything and all the greatness that you've accomplished so far. No matter how small or tiny the step, it's still a step forward. As long as it's a step forward, it's good and all good. And you should celebrate yourself for that. I put out just a little snippet of um, on IG stories about telling yourself, pay yourself love and gratitude. Because it's important. Not just pay yourself time. Pay yourself rest, pay yourself health, but love and gratitude because you are your own beautiful you and your awesomeness lies within and you need to celebrate and recognize that fact. You're a champion of your own endeavors and you are the architect of your own destiny and you have everything in you to make the next chapter happen. It's your own path and your own race and it is totally within you and you have my love and support. And my gratitude for your time and friendship, you know, everyone who's, you know, reached out or connected. And this is also important to show out these, the positive energy into yours because energy resonates and energy ripples. And I'm just putting this out. Guys, there's a lot that needs to happen. There's a lot that can get done. We're not there yet. We're all a work in progress, but it's progressing. And acknowledge that. Don't let yourself be bogged down. Don't let yourself be weighed down. And understand that awesomeness is just another decision away. And if you need help, keep going. Reach out. Speak out. All right? I'm going to cut this short. Thank you guys for checking in. I just wanted to, again, show my love and appreciation for all the support and all the greatness. If you enjoy these recordings, if you enjoy these podcasts, again, this is the shameless plug. <laughs> Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Available, I try to make these available on any possible platform you can, you know, either via RSS or iTunes or Google Play, and also tune in. And um, tell a friend, tell a friend. If you bring me one more person or one more couple of, one more pair of ears, it's a job well done. And I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' comments. And if anything and everything, continue to you know do good and do better every day shameless plug love you guys have a terrific evening thank you for checking in see you at the next recording all right ciao peace out stay awesome